It's Wednesday, February 3rd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me today, it's the Chief Investment Officer. It's Andy Cross. Good to see you, my friend. Hey, Chris. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me on. What a day. What a day. We're going to get to Chipotle's earnings, Alphabet's earnings. We're going to get to Amazon's earnings. But all of those stories take a backseat to the news that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is stepping down later this year as CEO. He is going to remain executive chairman of the board. Moving into the corner office is Andy Jassy, who is currently the head of Amazon Web Services. He's been at Amazon since 1997. And Andy Cross, I was, I was thinking about uh, David Gardner this morning, uh, not just because he's held Amazon longer than anyone I know, yeah. but uh, you know, David talks about looking for companies that are, as he puts it, obviously great. And Andy Jassy is probably not a household name, but he strikes me, to, to paraphrase David, he strikes me as the obviously right choice for this job. Oh, I think so. You just look at what he's done at Amazon Web Services and how I think he and, and Jeff Bezos really, really initiated that decade-plus ago. Um, I think they may have even drummed it up, maybe, maybe just... I'm sitting around um, uh, Mr. Bezos' house one day. Um, But regardless, he was very instrumental in kicking that off and leading it. And now it's it's the um, arguably the most important part of Amazon's entire story ecosystem. There's so many moving parts to the to the Amazon story nowadays. It's such a large company, so successful. Arguably one of the most successful companies in in in, um, commerce history. If you look back, and certainly helped um, propel Jeff Bezos to be one of the wealthiest people in the world, just from holding and owning uh, so much Amazon stock. So, you think about the importance of Amazon Web Services and and how Andy Jassy has been so important and instrumental to growing that that business, and it it's it it's seems like a natural natural fit and and I think um while the timing may have been surprising to to many of us probably the secession plan is is not as much I think it's important uh, one of the things that you you said there in terms of how closely Jassy has worked with Jeff Bezos over the years because on the surface because of how big Amazon is, because of all the different business divisions, if you're just looking on the surface, you think, okay, well, if if Jassy's the guy who started Amazon Web Services, and that's where he's been, as important as that has been to the economic health of Amazon, you know, it's it's reasonable to ask, well, how clued in is he to the retail side of the business, to other parts of the business? But I mean, to the extent that um, Bezos has a shadow at the company, it seems like Jassy has been that shadow for years now. Yeah, it's interesting, Chris. I was just thinking back to other founders, very, very successful founders who have created multi, multi billions dollars. By the way, I mean, wealth for for so many people out there in so many different ways, not just shareholders, but. just think of all the third-party sellers now. Think about all the um, uh, various people who have benefited from from Amazon over the years, including us, right? So, um, just as consumers, what they have done. Uh, I uh, just history was just looking back and just thinking through some of the some of the handoffs and and obviously something like Sundar Pichai at at, at Alphabet you know comes to mind. Sachin Nadella comes to mind, even though there was the gap. Between the handoff from Bill Gates to Steve Ballmer to 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 um, Satya Nadella, I think of um, uh, Mark Parker. I think it was at Nike, 
who who was an early designer, a shoe designer back in the 70s um, with Phil Knight, and then went on to the whole variety of management positions and, and then lead that business and, and f- you know for Nike as well. Um, it doesn't always work out. I don't think it worked out quite as well the first time for Starbucks. Right. Um, I think it was Jim Donald, maybe. Um, it didn't it didn't quite work out work out near as well there. And then Howard Schultz came back in, and um, you know now they've 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 moved on. But um, I think, and then been very successful too. So it, it it's a it's a it's a just thinking about the way that you want to see your your innovative leaders and entrepreneurs who recognize that now is a time to start to think about handing the, the business over to, um, you know, maybe more of the, the, the operator side. Steve Jobs left us far too early, um, but obviously the success that, that Tim Cook has had at Apple. So um, it, it, is, it, is, it is daunting to step into a founder who's been so successful in that way. But the only way I think it works is to bring is to have someone who is the DNA really flows through that, and I want to say it's really the product success DNA coming up. So those leaders I mentioned, um, Steve Ballmer, as successful as he was, I think for years at Microsoft in his early roles, um, I think it struggled a little bit as as the CEO and chairman, a uh, CEO role there. But you bring someone in like Andy Jassy, you bring in someone like Sachin Adela, Sundar Pichai. Those kind of leaders um, who have who have been so successful, those organizations really tied to the best parts of the business, the product side, the customer side, really understanding the DNA of the organization. I think that's your success um, pattern, and I think we're seeing it with Amazon today. The other one I thought of was Craig Jelinek, currently oh, yes. the CEO at Costco. I mean, he yep. had been he yep. started as a warehouse manager at Costco nearly thirty years before. Jim Senegal decided it was time to retire as CEO and and hand off to Jelinek and that and and by the way thank you for pointing out that this doesn't always work that was the one thing that sort of irked me on on Twitter uh, that I saw last night about this story was you know a few people saying you know this really isn't a big deal you know ch- changing CEOs is not a big deal and I just thought uh, no it actually is a big deal because if it weren't a big deal it would succeed a hell of a lot more than it usually does. I mean, a lot of times, particularly as you said, in the case of founder-led companies, the handoff doesn't work. So, yeah, um, it, so, but I think I think Bezos has done everything to to pick the right person for the job. And I, I, you know, I, I don't think we need to dwell too much on Bezos because he's not retiring. He's not leaving the company. He's changing roles at the company. He's you know, yeah. he's not dying. Um, yes. Uh, you know, so we don't need to spend a lot of time on that. But holy cow, what a run! Oh, it's been <laughs> just, incredible. I mean, it's like, been incredible. I mean, our, yeah, it's just been incredible just from what they've created. Uh, um, you know, looking for great, amazing growth companies, and David's done this better than almost anybody out there. Um, trying to find those first mover um, companies, those those top dogs in really emerging industries, and and I mean. Amazon created the basically created the e-commerce industry uh, back in in the the mid '90s. Um, so it's been an it's been an absolutely stellar, incredible run. Not and, and by the way, the Amazon. I mean, it's not without its challenges, right? Like so now it's just a different. It's it's a much obviously a much different company, and having someone like Andy Jassy and his team to to be able to run, it, I think is is um, is it's it's a nice um, luxury that Jeff Bezos has created. 
and earn to be able to, to, to turn over to, to that team. And, and um, now with all of their um, opportunities and challenges and successes and expectations now baked in with such a large company at such a high stock price um, that's earned all of that um, uh, uh, respect around the world, I think. And then also just some of the challenges that they're going to face on the regulatory side and just from the commerce side and, and from the competitive side um, to be able to, to, to hand it off to someone as talented as Andy Jassy, I think is a, is a nice um, way that, that Jeff has, has built that company from the, really from the ground up. Shares of Amazon are basically flat today. I think that's a testament to what the market at large thinks about the next CEO at Amazon. It may also have something to do with the fact that fourth quarter sales came in at $125 billion, <laughs> which is not only higher than Wall Street was expecting, but it was also higher than Amazon's own guidance. It was another incredible quarter. I mean, you, you see, we've seen this now start to to to, to come to fruition. Obviously, over the last um, you know couple of months, with with uh, this uh, a massive consumer shift towards towards digital, and the fulfillment that Amazon is doing now, their 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 fulfillment network, Chris, is growing fifty percent per year on a per square footage basis. That's just massive. You know, they they hired one hundred seventy five thousand part time and full time employees last quarter. Now, with just one of the largest employees out there. Um, um, the, the 2020 holiday season was incredible on the growth side. So the b ability to be able to pr pr provide the types of services both for their commerce business as well as for for um, their AWS business, the Amazon Web Services, and also for the the services business that they're growing on the advertising front and other things as well too, is just uh, I mean pretty incredible. They're now 50 million monthly active users of Fire TV. So they are just they they have. So many branches now, to, and so many levers they are pushing. It's such a complex organization, including their. Um, I think they released plans for the new building in Crystal City in Arlington um, uh, recently. So, uh, I mean, it's just it, it's an incredible. It was an inc really incredible quarter with so much growth. You saw the continued success of the Amazon Web Services, the sales growth, um, you know, monstrous for the quarter, and the profitability for Amazon Web Services continued to be the driver of the profit picture for Amazon. And um, that's just such, a, such an important part of their business to, to allow them to scale globally. If it weren't for the CEO shuffle at Amazon, our lead story today would actually be Alphabet, because Alphabet's fourth quarter report was fantastic. Profits and revenue came in higher than expected. The core ad business at Google was strong. And YouTube ad revenue came in nearly 50% higher than a year prior. Chris, yeah, it was up 46%. I mean, that's just a real big driver, much faster than the overall ad growth that, that Google had, which was still very respectable at 22%. Um, so just the, the, the ad business from the search, which is their core business, but really the evolving YouTube business and the way that they are monetizing that. And obviously, I think, you know, over the last five years, there's just been lots of questions about, hey, how big is the YouTube business? How can they monetize it? Well, now it's just a massive part of their business, growing faster than their overall business. And that's going to continue. The YouTube video business is going to be the a big part of their advertising driver. And we saw that certainly in the quarter. But of course, we can't not talk about the cloud business, which now they're breaking out too. Fourth quarter sales up 47%, so about matched that YouTube ad growth business. Now at 3.8 billion, it's um, much smaller than Amazon Web Services at about 13 billion on a per quarter basis, by the way. Um, and and from but from a perspective of from a revenue um, 
uh, percentage is much smaller too. It's 7% of Google's overall sales versus, um, you know, probably double that over at Amazon, 12, 13% of their overall sales. So, um, but the Google Cloud business continues to hum along. Google, Google Workspace, which used to be now known as Google Suite, they grew both their seats and their average revenue per user and their backlog across all of their, their Google Cloud um, businesses has tripled over a year. So really impressive quarter overall from Google across all businesses. Their other sales business was up 27%. Um, they closed the Fitbit acquisition. That will now be part of the other the other sales and, and uh, the profitability picture because they're called were a little bit lower and the profit the operating profits in the quarter grew almost 70 percent so overall a very impressive quarter from google as well and you have to believe they've got a lot of confidence about the cloud business if they're breaking it out as you said it's you know measure it however you want it's not a huge part of the business yet but the fact that they are now starting to break that out separately indicates i think uh, some healthy level of confidence they have and you look at the stock shares of alphabet up more than 7% this morning that's a big move for a company that's worth 1.4 trillion dollars yeah, it sure is, Chris. And um, I think that you're right. The Google, I think we 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 knew, and we obviously the Google Cloud was a big part, um, while maybe less than say 10% of their sales overall, but a, a part of the growth engine and a part of the scale. And they're certainly making. Ruth Porat talked about this on the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer, talked about this on the call. Uh, the investments they're making into Google Cloud, <clears throat> and to be able to scale out that business, it does take a lot of infrastructure, obviously, and a lot of hiring to be able to drive the sales when it comes to Google Cloud. So, you know, it's a much different type of um, of uh, sales business than what they have in their traditional search um, business, whether it's YouTube or just traditional search. So, you know, making the right investments into that that business. But you know, overall, one of the the facts that I was just looking at the acceleration, their overall rev, their overall Google's overall sales in the fourth quarter were far higher than they were throughout the year as the they kind of emerged from the from the COVID pandemic. It will be very interesting because you know they'll have some very and Ruth talked about this. They'll have some very easy comparables not easy sorry they'll have some some a little bit um less high hurdle jumps in the first quarter as they kind of um lap uh, the the covid period then in the second half it'll get a little bit more challenging for them but that's that's we're going to see that for across all the businesses and that might obviously put a little pressure on some of the growth pictures and a little pressure on some of the um multiples of our stocks Chipotle shares down a little bit this morning fourth quarter revenue was light their same store sales came in over Five and a half percent. I don't know, Andy. The the reaction of the stock seems like the reaction you get when the burrito maker, you know, <laughs> has risen seventy percent in the past year. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, I just look. I'm like, boy, their digital sales once again were huge, and it seems like they're doing a lot of things right. But against the backdrop of in the last twelve months, this stock's up seventy percent. It's like, okay, I could see it selling off a little. And Chris, we've talked about the um, you know the curse of high expectations, maybe, and and I don't think uh, anyone. By the way, you know, uh, Amazon. Uh, Jeff Bezos has talked about this for, for really basically since. Amazon became public and that every day he just doesn't even pay attention to the stock price. I don't think they're probably doing it at Chipotle either. Um, it was still a, a very impressive, I, I think, quarter com compared to the kind of environment we're in. And as you mentioned, it was just really driven by the digital sales now up 177% for the, for the quarter and now digital making up almost half of their business. And it really does um, show the type of innovation 
investments and company that Chipotle has evolved into. And they started this years ago as they started thinking about building out their their digital platform. Um, and then it just continued to they continue to put more and more investments into it. And then, of course, over the last 18 months, um, as, the, as the COVID pandemic and the quarantines really started to hit, they obviously just ramped up the investments in that new leadership team that, that is into it and, and, and being able to, to be able to scale out that digital platform. And now they make it seamless. It's um, uh, uh, My family has ordered from Chipotle numerous times on the, on the digital app, and we hadn't really um, even before the COVID pandemic. So now it just, they, they, the, the, it's 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 investments they've made. It's paying off. You're seeing in the comp store sales growth. You're seeing the digital sales growth. We're going to see in the profitability, <clears throat> and it could very likely just change the kind of company that Chipotle evolves into when it thinks about its growth prospects over the next five, ten years. As much digital, as much carry and takeout as as it was um, a traditional retailer or traditional restaurant company, and that may impact how they build out their store print. Um, maybe smaller stores, much more focus on the on the on the the back part of the restaurant, the kitchen part as much as the the front part, the the sit down and enjoy a meal at at Chipotle in 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 the store. And I'm not interested in their latest offering, but if you're a shareholder, I think you got to be pleased with the results on cauliflower rice. You know, we, I've tried it. I like it. I th- I, I think it's okay, Chris. I, I, no, I go with. It. I mean, like my family does not eat a lot of meat, so um, and the results bear rice. it out in this quarter. It yeah. was one of those like, okay, yeah, they. I mean, we're we're all in favor of whatever a business, uh, you know, is in industry wise. We like to see businesses try new things. If you're in a restaurant business, yeah, roll out some new menu items again. I'm I'm not buying the cauliflower rice, but plenty of other people are. So if you're a shareholder, you got to be happy about that. You know what's really interesting about that, Chris, is it is one thing that Chipotle has done. They're very disciplined about how they roll out products. Uh, I know we've we've had our our fair um, laughs about about the queso offering they've had over the years, but they're very disciplined about how they roll out. They don't like to complex that menu. I remember when they rolled out the um, rolled out the vegetarian uh, the tofu based um, meat product, which is what I get with the cauliflower rice. Um, which I think is very good. Um, throw a little spices in there, and you know, makes it even better. Uh, but they are very disciplined about how they innovate and how they roll out those products. Uh, a part of it is obviously because of their sourcing um, process and discipline around that as well, too. So they don't just add willy-nilly stuff to the menu, and they keep that menu very focused. So when they talk about something like cauliflower rice uh, and the success they've had, uh, it does make your ears per- perk up to say. That, hey, that they're onto something now, and that's going to be that likely will be be um, a, a continued um, mainstay on the menu probably for the next foreseeable future. Andy Cross, always good talking to you. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. On the Motley Fool, may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.